And this week on the VA Podcast. So it was requested that we do a Season 1 recap, so I am here to give you a brief rundown of what happened in Season 1. We started off with Yodi sitting at the Chillin Bar, trying to find information on how to find his wife, Eris Bath. Uh, Cuddles was hidden in the bar and eventually followed Yodi out when Yodi was given Alana as a guide to get to Meadowbrook. As they arrived in Meadowbrook, just outside the town in a field, they saw a scarecrow that looked like it was made of human bones, and demons appeared. Alana and Yodi struggled to fight them at first, and Cuddles, the mysterious stranger that had followed them, came out and killed them. Uh, reluctantly, Alana let Cuddles join their group. After, when he killed the demons, the energy went into the scarecrow, and read, it brought Cherry, another character, to life. She joined the group, but she could not talk. She was mostly just bones and scarecrow materials, I suppose. They went into town and tried to find a way to get into the Duke's house. After they canvassed and found out that Arisbath may have been located in the Duke's mansion. As they went up there, uh, our, our heroes decided to make asses out of themselves. They tried to get sneak their way in, got attacked by guards kidnapped one somehow and brought them back to the abandoned farmhouse where cherry was found they questioned the man yodi and cuddles were not very good at questioning and left him alone he disappeared from the house when they went out to tell the girls that they had heard that Arisbath was in fact in the duke's house uh and they found that the chair had been drug away with no footprints they had no idea how that happened from where the the guard had been tied up they followed the trail over a river for whatever reason, Cuddles decided that he couldn't cross on the bridge. He had to cross on top of Yodi, so he surfed Yodi across about two inches of water, and Yodi, being the nice guy he is, just shrugged it off. They followed the trail into the bushes, where they were attacked by a man named Stephen, who at the time, Stephen was a fat, fedora-wearing nerd slash security guard. He was supposed to be our technomancer. He had a taser, um, a drone, which he does still have, and a few other items. <laughs> Um, they didn't kill him. Oddly enough, I expected them to, and Steven joined the party. They were being chased by a bunch of guards that had been possessed by demons because Cuddles, in his wisdom, leaving the farmhouse, had lit the field on fire, alerting the whole town to the fact that they had been there. Uh, they had put out the fire, the townsfolk did, and the guards came after them. They killed the guards and the demons that possessed them. Once again, Cuddles being the one who did it, he, we discovered that he had powers to kill demons. And they they ran away, following a trail into the woods. They went into a cave that looked somewhat abandoned, but it had supplies inside the cave. And uh, while they were in there, they heard a noise outside the cave. Alana was frustrated with everyone at this point for making stupid decisions and almost getting her killed numerous times. And she had also went on this mission for her own reason. She let them know that. She let Cherry know that. Cherry was slowly coming back to life as a human every time they killed someone. And as she sat outside the front of the cave, she told Cherry she was about to leave on her own. She just didn't want to be around these people anymore. She couldn't help Yodi, and she felt bad about it, but she just couldn't do it. At that point in time, Shrunk and Danky appeared. This wasn't a cave. It was their secret hideout, their weed facility, as it were. Shrunk and Danky explained to them that behind a door, which Stephen had scouted out for and never found, there was their weed-growing facility. They showed everyone the facility. There was lots of plants and explained how... They had ended up in this universe as cos cosplayers for Sh Shrek and Donkey from the movie Shrek. 
they got when the meld happened, they ended up coming in and permanently becoming the costumes that they had. They couldn't die. They tried numerous times to kill themselves. Found out they were just basically stuck that way. They've been there hundreds of years and established themselves as the pot dealers for Meadowbrook and surrounding area. The Duke had given them access to everyone to sell things. He really didn't care that they were doing it. So they made a lot of money. Once again, Cuddles in his fine wisdom decided to light all of the pot on fire, making the group, oh, shrunk and danky, uh, quite a bit of money and favors to make up for it. Alana got angry and left the group on her own. Steven, being the thirsty boy he was, decided to follow Alana, and she tried to stop him from doing it, but it didn't work. The group continued on their way back into town to try and sneak in to, one, sell drugs for Shrunk and Danky to make up the loss, so they had to help him out, and two, Shrunk and Danky had decided they were going to help Yodi uh, recover his wife from the Duke, and they knew how to get him in. So they went through the town, and everyone was in a daze. Something was wrong. It looked like they had been in a trance, possibly magically. And they were able to convince everyone to buy the drugs at an exuberant prices. Shrunk and Dinky made their money back. And the group made their way towards the Duke's palace. Here's his, his mansion. Outside of the gates, they knocked, trying to get in because they had done it before. And Cuddles is a man that apparently repeats things over and over. And no one answered. So they decided to have Cherry, who's very strong, throw Yodi over the fence, over the gate. They, I don't want to say it, but yes, yeeted. They yeeted Yodi. Yodi was injured on this little uh, excursion. They got in. They ended up killing, <laughs> killing a guard who attacked them. <laughs> and Cuddles went one way with uh, uh, Cherry, I believe, one side of the mansion to get in. They went to the kitchen. They found... Uh, bodies that had been blackened or their veins were black and yodi went on to the other side which i had not planned on as the dm at the time he used a donkey to kick open a door that was magically sealed and he discovered alana and steven trying to break into a sealed vault steven realized that it was sealed with electricity so he, he tased it it unlocked they went in they got a book and a vial of black substance Clearly the same stuff that was using that was poisoning the people. And they met up with um, Cherry and uh, Cuddles. They had ample opportunity to go check out what would look like a Burning Man effigy in the middle of the courtyard. And they decided instead to sneak up into the Duke's private quarters and make their way on the balcony. The Duke noticed them and immediately called out to Pretz and Yodi because he knew who they were. We found that out. And he said, or Cuddles, I should say, and said, you know, it's good to see Pretz and Yodi once again. And his guards surrounded them. Then they walked them down to what would be their prison cell very briefly. Uh, Yodi was force fed by Cuddles a finger from one of the bodies. Yodi almost died from it. The Duke captured Yodi or, or took him to extract his healing because we found out that he could heal himself through licking his own skin. You know, Yodi has a healing factor with a saliva. And they tried to extract it. Yodi was almost dead when he got thrown back in the prison cell. Shrunk and Danky tried to rescue our group. Eventually, the guys figured out the puzzle in the room, unlocked the door into what used to be the pool house. I think I'm going to take this time now to explain that the world was a bunch of different dimensions and different times melded together. They found out that the Duke had been trying to perform a ceremony. He had entranced the town people. And he was trying to make himself an all-powerful being. 
I'm not going to get into the full details on that because that will, some of that will come back up again later in season two. When they got into the pool house, they realized they could not escape. One of the doors was sealed shut, kind of melded into the mountain and the caves that were there. They realized that there was a swamp pool monster there to attack them. Our group could not hurt it. Steven, after Yodi having a nice talk with him about being such a thirsty guy, tried to make up to Alana because he was he had a real big thing for her uh, and dove in front of attack that would have probably severely injured her, or at least that's what he thought at the time, and almost died. Cuddles was also almost killed, and Yodi was almost killed. And at the nick of time, Shrunk and Danky appeared outside the door. Danky tried to bash his head through the door to help them escape. That didn't work. And Erisbeth showed up with Archie, and Archie summoned the son from Mario Brothers 3 to defeat the pool monster and guard the place. Or no, he summoned Mario, actually, from Mario Sunshine, sucked the pool water out and got rid of it, summoned the son to make so no one could follow him. They escaped through the doors, made their way out of the cave system to Shrunk and Danky's actual plantation. Yes, I'll call it a plantation, where they had most of their weed farming <laughs> farming business. From here, the group decided exactly how they would repay Shrunk and Danky. Cherry promised that she was going to take over Meadowbrook and get them riches and bitches. That was for Joe. And that they would continue on and basically kill the Duke. At this point, the group has decided the hatred for the Duke and what he's done has kind of brought all of them together. Together, Cuddles confesses that he hates demons. He hates the Duke. He wants to kill him. And that's really all he cares about. He's been calling Steven Pretz because he thinks... Steven, since he emphasized having a PH in his name, is Pretz either way. And he's telling everyone this. Shrunk and Danky give the guys supplies. We find out that on the way out that uh, Steven, or not Steve, Archie, rather, can summon pretty much anything with his PSP. And he summons all of the shit for supplies you can get from um, Oregon Trail for the group, which really pissed me off as the DM because I had fights planned and they were able to skip past all of this whole section for the day. They got followed by what would eventually be discovered as the twins, a melded together dwarf, uh, Siamese twins. Yeah. Dwarfs, sis, brother and sister who had the power, power to summon plushy Kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> they made their way to a town called sanctuary where they decided to stay. It was a town that was, infinitely bountiful with anything from the meld it was actually a really safe place it was there to help people who were journeying towards the desert if i remember right when they got to sanctuary they stopped and stayed for the night i had planned another fight for them and once again the guys sean specifically did nothing that i had hoped he would and i ended up having to have a giant fight in the courtyard of sanctuary against the twins somehow they cut the twins in half and separated them so they were no longer conjoined, which caused them to run away. They burnt down the, the church of the town, and they had burnt down the blacksmith's place, which happened to be making swords because at this point in time, Archie and Stephen were friends, and they were trying to become friends with Cuddles because they liked him for whatever reason, <laughs> even though he was a little bit crazy. And they got swords that they wanted to imbue with demon power using the last of the fingers that Cuddles had... Uh, taken they cheated and got a bunch of money from a mario game i think they took all the coins they paid the uh the blacksmith that way eventually once again foiling my plans to make them rebuild the town they summoned fix felix to fix the town instantly and finished the working on the swords and they chased after the twins 
who had captured Alana during all this fight. During the fight, they captured Alana. They trailed him. They had found a cave when they followed the trail up a mountain. They had to leave their supplies behind, and they summoned Mega Man to protect them, who completely turned on them and sold all the shit later. Mega Man is still running around in this world live, as of right now, as far as we know. He is summoned, he is rich, and he's an asshole. They made their way through the cave, ignoring all the loot that was potentially inside the cave, with all the clues, the blood-stained walls and everything, because they really wanted to save Alana, which is not true at all. And they found themselves at the foot of a mountain outside the cave in a field, a field that was filled with the remains of machinery, war machinery from all different eras. There were skeletons from all different eras of war, samurai, uh, Germans, Americans, World War II, anything you can imagine from war, it was there. They ran into a guy named Old Greg and promptly had him fucked to death. <laughs> they brought him back to life. They got information out of him. You could say cherry pumpkin for information, actually, I guess. And uh, found out that there was a... Uh, a summoner of sorts, a witch called Hikate that lived in the town that was a ghost town and that the twins had gotten healed there. They had their powers enhanced. They found out they had control of Alana and they had their own army of plushy kaiju, actually not so plushy kaiju as well, and undead and demons. But Hikate, she would help the group make it to the Chilwin because that's where they were headed, but only, only if they helped, him, helped her out and they got her belongings out of a cave that had been hidden from her. So the guys went into the cave, figured out the puzzles, got in a fight, got all the stuff out. That was actually a pretty good fight. Um, Archie wanted to become a Nazi and stole a Nazi helmet, had to have an infinite bag of holding to hold all of his Nazi memorabilia that he wanted. He's a Nazi enthusiast. I've been told he was a Nazi enthusiast, a war collector of sorts. Oh. <clears throat> While they were in the town, Cherry also made a weapon out of a tank. Um, gun itself turned it into a giant bashing weapon. They got to Hikate. At this point, Ben actually joined us and was playing as Steven at the very end of this. Um, Hikate was going to grant them pretty much anything they wanted. She only asked for very specific things, and pretty much everyone got what they wanted because I let Joe do whatever the hell he wanted. He rolled for it, and Cherry got fucked to death by Manitar. And then <laughs> That was the end of Cherry. She died. Steven then rolled for it because the guy suggested it happen, and Steven became a god of war, so to speak. He is he can use any weapon proficiently. He can dodge pretty much any attack. Uh, there's more to this story, but we have never discussed it during the actual episodes, so you will find that out later. But Steven changed, and Yodi had also cured him of some of his nerdy ways. He was no longer a fat, lazy man. At this point, Steven is now... A Chad, so to speak. A white knight, as as uh, Joe has been calling him. And he's still super thirsty, though, for Alana. But he's also had sex with Hakate now. He's no longer a virgin, and he's got a thing for her. They return all of Hakate's items to her, and they get a, port, a teleport to the Chillwind. When they get there, the army is already there. They, have, they see that the town outside of the Chillwind is completely destroyed. That... People in the Chilwind have been rescuing town folks. And Doran and Alana are captured out in front of the armies, tied up. Alana is bloody. It's clear. It's very obvious that she killed a bunch of the town folk. Uh, Bo explains to them that's exactly what happened. And a battle is getting ready to happen. 
They run into Declan Prescott, the sharpshooter, who eventually became three characters in one, which was actually a lot of fun. And he goes out to rescue one of them or both of them. They rolled for it. And Declan and Prescott, in all of his great wisdom, decided to rescue Doran and not Alana. <laughs> and almost got caught doing so and got Doran severely injured. They get back. They prepare for battle. Bo or Archie kind of team up and they summon all sorts of stuff to defend everything. Archie is the hero here. I just want to emphasize that without him, they don't survive this fight. He summons all of the stuff to protect them from the demons. They are surrounded on every side by the end of this fight. Fight ensues. Cuddles and everybody, they, they start destroying the demons. They fight back the armies. The Duke shows up last minute with an orb that has Cherry Soul in it. Basically gets ready to attack and a burst of energy comes out of Cuddles slash Pretz, who had Hikate had said, told him to remember. That was one of the things she requested when she sent him through the portal. And... He, his memory is coming back at this point. He kills all the demons. And I did skip a part in there where they got a bracelet from... They, they convinced Takate, they rolled for it, and convinced her to come through the portal, which instantly killed her. But they got trinkets from it. One that would allow them, one person to be immortal, and another one that allowed Cuddles to mind control anything for a set amount of time. Anything. Literally anything. And came back later and that helped them out when they killed the D the duke they went to find the orb after they got the town secured and, and they started helping all the people they got cherry's orb alana is really skittish she's afraid she's ashamed because she killed a bunch of people and <clears throat> they see as they head back to the chill it explode a uh, golgotha shit demon bursts out of it destroys the chill and the group has to fight the demon cuddles is able to bring it back it breaks free of the trance. They fight it and kill it no problem, pretty much ignoring every aspect of the fight because they killed it way too quick. And they get a chance to... they Yes, they shit-stomped it. They get a chance to fight the Duke, which is, ends up being the final episode of the season because the listeners voted for it. So they a portal is created. They go through. They sneak up on the Duke. Hikate, you can see her fighting the Duke's... His, his, magic that she's trying to stop him from using the soul well to make himself powerful the little fountain where the souls are going up ben yes she was dead she wasn't fully dead so hakate's spirit let me rephrase that was there fighting off the duke the pr our team could see her and they set up defenses all around the duke because they knew they were going to attack him uh at this point oh i left out something really important didn't i i'm trying to make everyone forget steven after they fought the Duke's armies, gets really mad because Archie is attacking an unconscious Alana, and he's constantly casting magic trying to hurt her. Steven, Steven warns him that he will kill him if he does it again. And eventually, Joe being Joe, said, yeah, fine, do it. And Steven runs him through and kills Archie. They give Archie a Viking funeral because he was really the hero of the town. Steven is kind of an asshole because Alana wasn't really in any danger whatsoever. Although that's a really sick joke for for Archie to think it was funny, and Bo ends up <coughs> inheriting a lot of Archie's stuff. So Bo uses the PSP to summon defenses, and he gets himself placed in a tower next to uh, Prescott, who has now been revealed to be a demon controlling a man and a squeak toy, the Reverend. And Joe's the mechanics for Joe for this. He had to roll as to what person he was going to be. 
the dog, the squeak toy, or the man, or well, the demon, the demon, the squeak toy, or the man. Um, mind you, the man had the bracelet on him, so he couldn't die. So when the demon came out, the man went off pretending to be this hero and getting, you know, riches and bitches, so to speak, again. Uh, Bo made a giant tower, by the way. He, he has turned the town and using SimCity to a bustling city where lots of money. Anyways, so they bring all this stuff with them to fight the Duke. They initiate the fight. I don't think they intended to at that point, but initiate the fight. And they start off fighting Duke Phase 1, where he has the Duke Punch. And the Duke Punch! And he basically yells out every attack he's going to do. They start laying it on him. They kick the shit out of him in Phase 1. But all the troops end up dying. He turns into a dick chicken for Phase 2, because that's what the listeners wanted. And they fight the dick chicken. <laughs> they cut off his shaft, which is disgusting. But the fight continues on. The Duke is not giving up. He is ready to kill them all. And Joe is, at this point, stuck as a squeak toy. He has rolled numerous times to not be a squeak toy. So, while he's the squeak toy, Ben flies in in his bird form. and Bo, I should say, flies in, bird form, takes the squeak toy, shoves it up the Duke's ass. Cherry takes her giant freaking tank cannon and shoves that shit up there further. So now there's a squeak toy inserted in the Duke all the way up. And every single person in the party is taking a chance to shove that up there further while they can. The Duke is actually hammering our team. So Yodi is constantly having to heal people. Like he's kicking everyone's ass. So they're praying that uh, eventually Prescott comes back as the demon and can rip out of the Duke, Ant-Man style, also voted for by the people. Eventually that happens. They fight the final form of the Duke, and he dies after a ketamine overdose, thanks to Yodi, who's suffering from severe depression. Uh, when the Duke dies, he fades out, and our group pretty much goes its own merry way. Uh, Cherry takes over Meadowbrook. She has Cuddles at her side. Uh Bo and Alana move back into now what's called Bo Tower. And Steven tries his best to make up to Alana because she is pissed at him. He thinks that she is his girlfriend. She does not agree to this. She is pissed at him and thinks he needs to go be a real man after, you know, killing someone who had a mental issue and didn't deserve to die. Her own words. And that is where we left off. And just so you know, they have been talking to me this whole time of doing this, which is why this is really shaky, but... I, I hope you enjoyed the recap and the start of season two.